Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, holiday to you. Bob Pompeian greeting you from my patio on the back deck. So you'll hear birds, you'll hear chimes, maybe an air conditioner running so much today as the temperatures are going to get into the 90s. We wish you well. Hope you have a nice weekend. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at 93.7 The Fan, driven by Jim Shorky Kia, Pittsburgh's number one Kia dealer. Shop all three locations at shorkykia.com. And you can text us on the Edgar Snyder & Associates fan text line. It's 412-928-9370. Edgar Snyder & Associates reminds you to text responsibly. All right, so we want to talk about a lot of things, specifically the NFL to start, and I'll get into the Pirates in a bit, but I'd love to hear from you at 412-928-9370. Last night, the NFLPA had a vote of its players about how many preseason games are necessary, are wanted. Well, that was a unanimous vote, apparently, and all the players revealed that they don't want to play any of them. Earlier this week, in some reporting, the NFL is not officially commented, by the way. Maybe they were gauging to see what the players had to say, but all indications are they would like to have two games uh, as sort of a trial run, one at home, one at away for all teams, and they would eliminate the first and fourth preseason game. As you know, the Steelers had five. That was wiped out and will be played in 2021 in Canton, Ohio. But now uh, the owners would like to play one home game. For the Steelers, that would be the game against the New Orleans Saints, and then one road game at the Jets. And that game we would televise on KDK-TV, although from what I understand, we would, we would have to do it from an undisclosed location, not at that ballpark, at a, a stadium. So we'll see um, what's going to happen. But there's going to be some compromise. I think it's important to get one game in anyway just to see what it would be like. I think coaches, if you ask them, and I have, they want all four. The people who really lose out in this situation are the undrafted guys, even the draft picks that are not first or second round picks. Many of them are never going to get the opportunity they would have gotten had there been no COVID-19. So that's an interesting dilemma, and I'd like to hear from you. How many games do you think are necessary? 412-928-9370. And give me your perspective based on being a coach. Uh, I understand a lot of people don't like to watch preseason games. You will watch them just to see newcomers, just to see what these draft picks look like. Are there surprises? Stuff like that. Uh, the numbers are always big on preseason games, even though they don't matter. But if you were a coach, how many do you think you need? If you're a player, and I'm not talking about the star players because they don't play that much. I'm talking about other players. How many do you need? The owners would like to have all four, and they fought for that. Now they're down to two, and this may be the start of a reduction by two in the following years. We'll see 
how that goes. In the meantime, Antonio Brown is making news again, at least his name is out there again, brought up by Chad Ochocinco, who tweeted, A.B. to the Texans. Uh, we'll see. They need, do need a number one receiver. They have DeAndre Hopkins gone after they traded him. Bill O'Brien couldn't get along with him for whatever reason. He's a very productive guy, so he goes to Arizona. If A.B. does go there, keep in mind the Texans are scheduled to play in Pittsburgh in September, although he would face likely a suspension. The big news this week out of New England was the signing of Cam Newton, and the odds changed pretty drastically. It's amazing how much so. Uh, a lot of people are talking about New England as a team that could not win that division with Jared Stidham or Brian Hoyer, but now with Cam Newton, and I understand why. He's a tremendous talent. NFL MVP back in 2015 has had injuries, has had surgeries on that foot. Liz Frank, that's not an easy thing to come back from. I'm curious your take on New England now at 412-928-9370, given the fact that Cam Newton likely will be their starter. And to me, even though he's making a million base, which is crazy, a lot of incentives, he's going to be the starter. They didn't bring him there not to be the starter. Uh, they deny that they've fallen out of favor of Jared Stidham, but I have to believe that they looked at this situation and said, you know, he's a young quarterback. He's only thrown a couple passes in the NFL. We need somebody more than that. And also this is fueled by Bill Belichick's refusal to try to uh, lose out to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. You know, Belichick fire is burning. He wants to win. He wants to say again to the NFL world that I don't need Tom Brady to win. We'll see. Meantime, Tampa Bay is, you know, doing a lot of workouts on their own, and they've caught a lot of criticism not only from the league but their own union, Damara Smith telling Tom Brady and those people not to work out on their own because that was a, a suggestion and one that was as close to a mandate as you can get by the Players Association. But we see these kinds of workouts everywhere else. I'm of the belief that you can do them as long as you're responsible with uh, the distance that you keep. And outdoors should mitigate a little bit of what goes on there. We'll see. Uh, test results come back a lot. And the NFL will be testing probably every other day. Major League Baseball is testing a lot. And I mentioned this in the update to you. Yesterday they revealed that they had 3,181 samples and 38 positive tests of COVID-19. Now, if you look at percentages... Uh, that's 1.2%. Those are encouraging numbers. The thing about baseball is they're going to have to go uh, to different locations to play. So travel is involved, which raises the likelihood that you could see somebody contract this virus. On the other hand, you know, hockey and basketball are going to be in a controlled environment, which is interesting because it leads to other potential problems. Um, you know, you, you can talk about the bubble and how available it will be to players because, you know, they're going to make everything available to them, from luxury hotels to restaurants to theaters. It's going to be isolated and isolated just for them. However, you know, you get to a point where you wonder, can pro athletes who are risk takers generally, can they follow rules, not go out of the bubble? Because in the NBA, if you so choose, they're not going to tell you you can't go out of the bubble, but if you want to go out of the bubble then you're going to come back to a mandatory 10-day quarantine and you have to produce two negative tests, which I think is the right way to go. Baseball, on the other hand, they're going to go city to city, which is interesting, and we'll see how that plays out. Uh, but I think isolating athletes is an interesting dynamic from a, um, you know, just a mental 
side of the story? How do you deal with that kind of stuff? You're not used to being told you can't go anywhere, just in this whatever it is. Like in uh, Toronto, one of the sites of the hub cities for the NHL, uh, Toronto and Edmonton, they're going north of the border, mostly because they can make more money, I think, but also the Canadian government has granted them exceptions uh, to get into the country without facing a uh, quarantine. But anyway, there's a report that I saw in Toronto that they have this 40-acre site. All right, welcome back as we continue right here on a beautiful Saturday, 4th of July. Happy 244th birthday to the country. Bob Pompiani with you until 1 o'clock at 412-928-9370. Once again, thanks to our sponsors, Allegheny Health Network, Health for All at AHN. Also, PNC Bank, make today the day. Number one, Cochrane, go one better. Ireland Contracting, visit IrelandContracting.com. Shenderovich, Shenderovich and Fishman, they've got your back, not your wallet. And be sure to join Craig Riley every Tuesday at 7 right here for Garage Sports Trivia, live on 93.7 The Fan, the Instagram, brought to you by Precision Garage and BetRivers.com. And by the way, if you missed our Living Room Sports on KDK-TV last night, we will have a redo of that tonight, 9.30 Pittsburgh CW. Max Starks, Willie Parker talk about one of the most iconic plays, and boy, there have been a lot of them with the Steelers over the years. This one from Detroit, the 75-yard touchdown run, how it happened, uh, what made it happen, and we have some really interesting stories about both those guys, what they've been up to. That's tonight on Living Room Sports. It airs every Friday at 7.30 on KDK-TV. This will be the rebroadcast coming at you uh, tonight at 9.30 on Pittsburgh CW. Now, as far as the Pirates are concerned, this is day two for them. Um, and again, the number of positive tests, COVID-19, out of 3,185 was only 38. 1.2%. The league generally is is happy with that. But, and, and I wanted to update you today on Allegheny County because a lot of people uh, wondered about what's happening when you know they ended up with a 4th of July closure uh, by Allegheny County after 200 cases back on Wednesday, 233 on Thursday. But the last two days, they have gone down. Today, 150 new cases. That's down 83. And no deaths for, I believe, the fourth straight day, two hospitalizations. So generally speaking, uh, Allegheny County is doing a pretty good job here, and we'll see where it goes, but hopefully the numbers trend backwards. Those, you know, by comparison, are, are good numbers compared to a lot of places around the country. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. Let's go to Bob in Mount Lebanon, who joins us today. Hello, Bob. Happy Fourth of July to you. Hi, Bob. Great show as always. Happy holidays to you. Bob, on this 4th of July, I'd like to speak to you about a great American athlete, uh, a true American hero. Ranks right up there with Ronald Reagan, Donald John Trump. I'm talking to you about Joey Chestnut, Bob. Today he goes after his 13th mustard belt against the great Japanese challenger Kobayashi. There's a Russian challenger. There's a Chinese challenger. Last year he ate 74 hot dogs in 10 minutes, Bob. He gained 16 pounds in 10 minutes. It's on ESPN tonight, uh, Bob. Tune it in. And we can't forget about the women's division champion, uh, Mickey Sudo from Connecticut. She's five foot one, 100 pounds. Last year she ate 40 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Bob, check out these two American heroes, Bob, on ESPN. God bless you, Bob. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. 
Uh, you know it's a big thing when the uh, 4th of July hot dog eating contest is moved from a daytime activity to a nighttime activity. Uh, and I'm sure the numbers will be big, as they are with anything that resembles any sort of live sports. We saw uh, cornhole competition pull in some pretty good ratings. So why not? It's hard to imagine 77 hot dogs plus buns consumed in 10 minutes. And it's also hard to imagine that these guys are not going to have some sort of intestinal problems as they get older. Even the women, uh, I mean, 44 in 10 minutes. If Joey Chestnut gained 16 pounds in 10 minutes, that's, that can't be a good thing. But so far, he's, he's working on his 13th straight mustard belt, I guess. But that's all we got to talk about. It's getting you know to the point now we're 112 days without competitive sports, and we're hoping now that this can move ahead. I know a lot of people are doubtful. Uh, a lot of people think it won't happen. But I think baseball will happen, and I think baseball is the best chance to keep things relatively under control here. Just because they're playing outside, just because I'm sure MLB officials have kept a close eye on foreign baseball and what they've been doing. Uh, and in the Korean Baseball League, you know, they, they take this very seriously. All the players do. And I think that's going to be one of the challenges for American athletes, people who play here, used to preferential treatment, can't get out of a bubble, got to stay there for three months. There are a lot of things going on that make you wonder how they'll be able to do it from a mental side of things. You know, when, when you do that, typically, you know, you, you, will, you will see teammates or staff dealing with the same people day in and day out. And ultimately, you know, this becomes an issue, uh, maybe social, maybe mental, People tend to start act, uh, acting out against one another. I mean, I've heard a lot of different sociologists and psychologists talk about what it means not to be able to make a choice and you're stuck where you are. Now, granted, these facilities are going to be big and they're going to have opportunity for them to have luxury living and hotels and everything else, but you cannot do things that you might want to do. The consequences are if you go out and you cause a spread because you were not disciplined enough to listen to what they tell you to do, then you're likely not only going to affect other people, but you can shut down the sport itself. So um, this is going to be very interesting to see. But I think baseball will play. I do. I think hockey will give it a shot. They're going to be up in Toronto and Edmonton. And I think, uh, generally speaking, the case counts there are under control. They're going to be, again, in this selective bubble. I think that helps. The NBA is down in Orlando, which is a challenge unto itself, and they better make sure guys don't wander off uh, in any of these sports, because if you do, that's when the risk goes high. So, you know, I think, generally speaking, they're all going to give it a try. Football is going to be the most challenging. It's by nature of the sport itself, by nature of the contact, by nature of the hitting, the in-your-face mentality that goes on. Uh, it is not going to be easy for them. But listen, if anyone could pull it off, it'll be them. Um, it's a money-making thing. I don't think anyone should lose sight of that with all these sports. They're looking for television revenue. They may sacrifice, of course, um, you know, in-gate proceeds because no one's going to be there, at least to start. Uh, but they're going to make a ton of money in, in television revenue. And I'll say that because I've looked and studied all the NASCAR and the golf ratings since they've both restarted. And they have proceeded pretty nicely. Uh, they've had some positive tests, but certainly under control. And the ratings are three times what they were last year at this time. And that's because people are just searching for opportunities to watch something live.
Let's go to Greg in Youngstown, Ohio. And Greg, how's everything in Ohio, by the way? Hey, what's going on, boss? Hey, can I say something about these athletes? And and just this is me personally, because I, my own personal experience. I'm a marketing director, web designer. I have, since the coronavirus has begun, I have seen close to 2,000 people. I haven't even gotten a cold. So you're telling me these guys can't play sports. I, I'm just, like, mystified about this. I'm not telling you. They're going to try to play, and they're trying to mitigate the spread. That's, what they're, that's the goal. I'm not saying you're going to have a complete shutdown of sports. You might if people get irresponsible, though, Greg. You know, you don't know... Uh, and I understand what you're saying. I mean, the numbers are favorable, uh, especially for younger people uh, who are in top shape. So that's why they're going to give it a go. And it's up to you. Uh, if you don't want to do it as an athlete, like Mike Trout has concerns, I certainly understand that. Victor Oladipo, the NBA, has decided not to partake, even though he will travel down to that bubble in Orlando so that he can get paid, which is very interesting. It, it just amazes me that every I live in Ohio. Our state basically been open, more or less. I mean, everybody in my family, everybody I know has been working, basically, okay, except a few people I know. Now, how are we all working and being exposed, and these athletes who make millions of dollars are afraid of their own shadows? These guys are top athletes, even if they got the coronavirus, and I know a couple people who've got it, you're just, most people just get headaches, and they get a sore throat. I mean, come on, I mean, these guys got to start playing. They can't live in fear. Greg, the difference is they play contact sports, which, you know, most of us, if you choose to stay away from people, which you can do, um, yeah, but it is risky. I mean, I, th I think in a bubble environment, their risk level goes down. I will, I will agree with that because I've said that since the beginning. At least you can control certain things, but it is still contact sports, which means you can get in someone's face. There could be a saliva spray. There could be a lot of things that go on. That, and it may not affect the athlete. It may affect a family member. It may affect a, a, an older coach. And I think those are the larger concerns. Oh, I know. I know. Hey, one, one thing about the NFL. The NFL, I can't stand the NFL. I mean, they're just the biggest hypocrites out there. Okay, if they're pushing, you know, Black Lives Matter and all this stuff, why don't they, the first game of the season, open up the stadium to a bunch of minority kids, give them free tickets, free food, Put your money where your mouth is. You know, I'm sick of these guys. They talk a big game, but they do absolutely nothing for their community. So they'll say, well, we'll have a black national. No, I, I disagree with that. I, I think the NFL does a lot of good for their communities. I think if you look at what they try to do each year with the charitable, charitable donations, they have been – I think all sports do, Greg. I, I really do. Um, you know, I look at – because I'm involved in a lot of charities myself, and I, I see the support that they give, so – uh, hey, listen, I have, you can separate all of that with playing versus um, not playing. And thank you for the call, Greg. But I really believe that they're going to try to do it, and I think there is reason for all of us to hope it's successful. Number one, because that means the spread will be contain, uh, contained. But number two, and more importantly, I think those people out there who are really struggling right now with anxiety, with nothing to do, with distractions, they need something, and sports has that ability to do it. So, I mean, I, I keep this pretty simple when it comes to what I expect. I expect them to try. I hope they get through. I can understand if there's a big spread, the problems that will be there, and they're trying to take every precaution necessary. So that's where we are. And will it work? We'll find out. I'm just hopeful it does for everyone's sake. Uh, and I hope, uh, 
you know, the strain of this virus gets lessened to the point where we find, uh, and so far, death rates have been better uh, despite the uptick in cases. So what translation you want to make of that? <laughs> Got to talk to an epidemiologist. I don't know. I'm just looking at what I see numbers-wise, and I think people should be cautious uh, about how they handle their own personal lives. All right, 412-928-9370 is the number to call. We continue until 1 o'clock. If you have a take, call me at 412-928-9370. We'll get you on the air. You can hit me up on Twitter, at KDPomp. And be sure to join us again tonight at 9.30 on CW. That's a rebroadcast of last night's Living Room Sports with Willie Parker and Max Stark. All right, welcome back as we continue live right here. Sports Radio 93.7, The Fan. Bob Pompiani with you on a beautiful, hot, steamy Saturday. It's going to be this way for a while. And I know if you're like me and you complain a lot about uh, cold weather, you shouldn't complain about this. Um, I mean, obviously you'd like to have something in between, but it is hot. It is humid. Hopefully uh, you'll have a wonderful uh, holiday. And uh, as we continue to move along here when it comes to sports conversation at 412 928 9370, that is the number to call. And I want to talk about something that happened this week that I find always intriguing every year. It is the Bobby Bonilla Day on July the 1st. And I wonder why more athletes don't do this. You know, back in the day when uh, they were having issues with the Mets, with Bernie Madoff as an owner and everything, they owed him $5.9 million. Uh, so he and his agent decided, look, uh, the financial money ain't there right now, so what we're going to do is we're going to come up with a payment plan with 8% interest. Think about that, 8% interest. And so he turned $5.9 million remaining on a 35-year arrangement that will pay Bobby Bonilla $1,193,248.20 every July the 1st. Bobby Bonilla hasn't played for the Mets since 1999. He's now 57 years old. He will continue to get this payment until he's 72 years old in the year 2035. If you look at the money, he's turned $5.9 million over $40 million just by deferring with interest. And you wonder why a lot of athletes don't do more of this. Uh, you know, we've seen some people do it, like Scherzer, for example, figured out a plan that he's going to get paid through 2028 minimum, and there could be longer-term deferrals after that. Uh, Manny Ramirez hasn't paid, uh, played foot, uh, best, uh, baseball in a long time. He's going to pull in over $25 million in deferred payments. Uh, sorry about the wind chimes, by the way. The wind, for some reason, is kicking up. And while it feels good, it sounds like wind chimes are moving. So, I mean, this is a brilliant play. I even think back to Mario Lemieux, who was owned a ton of money back in the time. Uh, you know, and so Howard Baldwin and his ownership group, they go bankrupt. And Slamieux, who gets the group out of uh, bankruptcy, which was the only outcome that made sense to me. And he's parlayed that into what certainly is more than $42 million that he was owed. I, I just think it's a, it's a good move, and it helps, it helps teams, but it also kicks the can down the road an awful lot. Some teams may not want to get involved in that, if you're an, especially if you're an older player. I think that's a great way to go. 412-928-9370 is the number to call as we continue here until 1 o'clock. So get your calls in. Love to hear from you. Um, as far as hockey is concerned, the Penguins continue to have only one case, and that player has recovered since. We, we never did find out the name of the player, and that's good. I mean, there are HIPAA laws involved. Some of the guys are going to be made public, and that's if the team releases it. 
And like in Atlanta, we just see that Freddie Freeman has been diagnosed with COVID-19. Um, still, you know, there's time for him to be quarantined and, and get beyond it, which likely he will do. So these kinds of things are going on and on. And if you look at the uh, PGA Tour, which, by the way, is in Detroit this week for the Rocket Mortgage, and Webb Simpson, who's already won there, is tied for the lead with Chris Kirk. Bryson DeChambeau, who's hitting the ball out of sight, is minus 11. But they have been testing, and they have found that they have minimal amount of tests that have been positive. In fact, Cameron Champ, who tested positive last Tuesday in advance of an event, and then withdrew, found out he never had it. He has had four negative tests since then, and they've now said that he never had it. And, I, and sometimes I wonder about the overall testing and the results of testing. So they continue to plod along, and next week after this, they go to Columbus, Ohio, Dublin to be specific, the first of a couple of events at Muirfield Village, including Jack Nicklaus's memorial, which will take place at this point with fans coming in, 8,000 per day. They will be given a temperature check as they come into the grounds. So there's a lot going on, and you have to be very aware of just keeping your distance away from people, but I think a lot of it is manageable if you do it the right way. So we'll talk about the Pirates, because I haven't gotten to them yet, and I want to talk about them. Uh, Joe Musgrove, yesterday, five-inning simulated game uh, over at PNC Park, where they originally had planned to have 35 media types. Uh, we were going to be over there. In fact, Josh Taylor from our station was over there, but he had to be on the outside. So they've decided, because of the uh, ruling this week by Allegheny County, uh, that they would not let people in, and that goes for who knows how long. So we're getting information provided by the team and Zoom interviews. But Muscove is going to be the opening day starter, uh, and I'm, I know he's pumped up to get that. Last year, 11 wins. That was the most of anybody on their team. The 444 ERA, which is not great, but that was the best of any Pirates starter last year. They're going to be missing Tyone and missing Archer. And the question becomes, if you're the Pirates, and there will be a trade deadline coming up, all right? So what do you do if you get to the end of it and you want to trade Josh Bell, Okay. Because likely they're not going to want to sign him, especially if he's having another good season. It would depend on where you are, I'm sure, in the race, because it is going to be a sprint, not a marathon. What would you do with him or anyone else another team may want? Because clearly Ben Charrington and company want to fortify their minor league system. That's going to be the key for a team like the Pirates. It has been for many years. It's why, more than anything, they've had failings. They need to get more talent. They need to produce that talent, get it up here to the majors, and hopefully keep that talent. Talent. Let's go out to um, Martin, who joins us in Uniontown, PA. What's up, Martin? How are you today? Welcome to the Bob Pompiani Show. Hi, Bob. Hey, listen. I hope the Pirates can do something. But it looks like Bob Nelly, he don't want to spend that money. I don't know why. Well, <laughs> I mean, this is an old story that we've got on. Uh, they had opportunities to go out and get some people that could help them, knowing that Tyone and Archer... We're not going to be available this year, but they have not done that in keeping with kind of his habits of not overly spending. This is why, again, it's the age-old thing, but unless you have a floor and a cap, in my view, you can't have uh, competitive balance. You can't have it. If there's not economic balance, you simply cannot have competitive balance. And please save me all your calls about look at Oakland, look at this, look at that. Generally speaking, your chances improve significantly if you spend more money and you're allowed to spend more money. Still, having said that, the teams that do spend still have to develop talent, draft talent, and that's, that's the lifeblood of any organization. So you still have to do that better than anyone. And 
They failed on that. They need to, and hopefully Ben Sherrington and company can change that. Hey, Bob, but there's another Now about the football. I sure hope they can play football on time because I think football knows what to do better than the baseball organizations know what to do because football, they know how to handle their situations better than baseball does. Well, what I'll tell you about that is that, first of all, it should be easier on baseball. And thanks, Martin, for the call. Hope you have a nice day. Uh, baseball is going to be outside. There's a, it's inherently socially distanced. Yes, there'll be some contact, but certainly not like football. It's going to be in, interesting to watch how football plays out and what they're going to have to do to. You can't change the sport. You know, this goes back to well, we're talking about head trauma and concussions. You can't change it to eliminate the violence. You can't change it to eliminate the contact. And there is going to be. Uh, stuff being on the bottom of piles, you're too close to people. I've watched UFC, by the way, quite a bit, just because there was another uh, fighter last night who tested positive, but they've only had two of those. And you would talk about in-your-face, blood spattering, spit splattering every which way, and yet, for whatever reason, the COVID-19 tests have not been as plentiful as you might have thought. So I think football is going to come up with something that makes sense. We'll see how it plays out. Will it get through an entire season? Who knows? The virus will dictate that, I think, largely, how it spreads, how fast it spreads, and how many teams it affects. That's going to be what you watch. But I believe they're all going to try and give it the opportunity to get on the field. Why wouldn't you? Uh, it's a sport. Yeah, it's a money-making sport. Never lose sight of that. They're going to do what they can protocol-wise. It's up to you to play. If you don't want to play, no one's saying not to. You can get out. You can opt out. That's everyone's choice, as it is with quarantining. If you really are nervous about this, you can decide yourself to quarantine and not go out. Uh, when you're out, you should take the precautions necessary. Uh, and I think that's a prudent way to go about it. Anyway. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.